0: Sometimes the events in our life that are not necessarily easy, they are the most necessary. And I think many of us can even look back at those times in our life that were really hard, that were really difficult, that were not necessarily the most easy, but they were the most necessary for us to go through in our future calling and our purpose and our career and what we are going through and what we need to do in the rest of our lives. So take hope. Be thankful about everything can we do that? And how much will that change our mindset? How much will that change our perspective getting us out and unstuck from this place that we're in right now and, and breathe hope and life into us? All grown up. Hi, everybody. This is Pauline Goni and you're listening to another episode of the All Grown Up podcast where we talk about your 20s, your 30s, how hard, confusing, important these decades of your life are. I'm the author of books like 101 Secrets for Your Twenties, 101 Questions You Can Ask in Your Twenties, my newest book, 25 Lies, 20-somethings need to stop believing, and let's be honest, 30-somethings and beyond need to stop believing too. I also created the website allgrownup.com, G-R-O-A-N, like you're groaning in pain, which has been read by millions. So let's get right to it today. I want to talk about a lie. The lie is... Nothing good can come out of this. And I don't know about you, but I feel like this has been an entire season, year, a year that's felt like a decade where it's felt like what, what good can come out of this? A pandemic, uh, COVID, all, all the stuff we've been going through, social unrest. I mean, it just feels like time and time again, one negative bad headline after another. And it feels like nothing good can come out of this. And then for me personally, I just feel like it's been a season of a lot of plans not going as planned, feeling like you're taking two steps forward, four steps, five steps, seven steps, ten steps back. You keep running into brick walls that don't budge, and your shoulders shoulders hurt, your head hurts from hitting your head against the wall so many times, and it just feels like, well, I don't know what I can do. Nothing seems to be working. The old doesn't seem to be working anymore, and I haven't figured out the new yet. That's how it's felt to me a little bit this last season, this last month, this last year of um, nothing's working, nothing's going as planned, and nothing good can come out of this. And I actually write about this in my new book, The 25 Lies, 20-somethings Need to Stop Believing, so it's good for me to remember this. And I'm speaking more to myself right now than anybody because I'm fighting through this right now. But this lie of nothing good can come out of this. And in the book, I use the example of Corey Ten Boom and Betsy Ten Boom Uh, and the real story uh, of their story from The Hiding Place. I don't know if you've ever read the book The Hiding Place in my uh, article on All Grown Up where I list out the the 27 top books you must read in your 20s. The Hiding Place is definitely on there because it's such a powerful book and it brings a much-needed perspective when you're going through a hard season. Like many of us have been going through right now, but The Ten Booms, I mean, gosh, If you want to take a hard season and multiply it by a million, that's what they went through because they were living during the Nazi regime. They were harboring harboring, uh, Jewish fugitives in their house, trying to save lives, and they got caught. Now, they never actually caught the fugitives. They never found the secret closet where they were hiding these fugitives, but they knew what they were doing, uh, and so they didn't even need the uh, tangible proof obviously in that season for them to be rounded up with their father and deported to a concentration camp so as the ten boom sisters arrive to one of the most evil dangerous horrid places uh, on the history of earth uh, they're ushered into their bunkhouse, house which is just filled jam-packed with women with all these bunk beds you can barely move uh, three bunks that go all the way to the ceiling to where you can barely even squeeze into the top bunk uh, that Corey and Betsy are sleeping in without hitting your head on the roof. And they're going to bed for the first night and they climb into bed and and they're laying their heads down. And all of a sudden, Corey jumps up and nails her head on the slats up above her because things are biting her. And she clamors off her bed, gets down as fast as she can, climbs over women who are cussing at her and yelling at her. And Betsy comes down is like, what's going on? And uh, she's like, well, things keep biting me. And she sees that there's an infestation of fleas. And, and this is just too much, too much for Corey. I mean, she's been trying to stay hopeful. She has more faith, her and her sister, than anybody that you'll ever meet. But at that point, being in that concentration camp... Being jam-packed in this room, just knowing what is ahead of them, the fact that she can't even lay her head down on this pillow without being bitten by thousands of fleas, that just that was her breaking point moment. And so Betsy, her sister, starts talking to her and she goes, you know what? I was reading in the Bible that we have to give thanks for everything. Uh so that's how we're gonna get through this. We gotta, we gotta find gratitude and thankfulness for everything. And, and Corey's like, well, what do we have to be thankful for? Which I don't know if you've asked that question before. Or you've been moments in your life where it's just like, what do I have to be thankful for? Like, I can hear this. Oh, be, give thanks for everything. Be thankful. Be grateful. And But at the moment, and, and those feelings are so real of like, well, what do I have to be thankful for? If only people knew what I was going through. So that's what Corey's asking her sister, Betsy. Like, what do we have to be thankful for? We're in a concentration camp. But Betsy starts listing out things. She's like, well, one for one, we're here together. And Corey's like, oh, wow, you're right. Thank you, Lord, that we're here together. We could have been disbanded. We could have gone to concentration camps from opposite kinds of the country. But here, we're here together, living together still. And that relationship, that bond between sisters was so important to them. So, yeah, Corey's like, you're right. I can be thankful for that. And then uh, Betsy says, well, how about the book you're holding in your hands? And Corey looks down and she's holding a Bible, which their faith, again, was so important, so supreme in their lives. And uh, it could have been confiscated. It was illegal to read a Bible. But somehow they had uh, hidden and smuggled the Bible into the room. So Corey's like, you're right. Oh, thank you that we have this Bible. And then Betsy goes on and says, "Well, And, you know, thank you, Lord, for the fleas. And Corey again stops her and says, No, no, I cannot. I can be thankful for all these things, but I cannot be thankful for the fleas. And I love the line that Betsy Tenboom Boom uh, wrote uh, or, or said at that moment. And I wrote about it in my book, The 25 Lies, 20-somethings you Need to Stop Believing. It's such a profound line. And Betsy says... After Corey complains about giving thanks for the fleas, she says, give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are a part of this place where God has put us. So Betsy in this this amazing attitude, this amazing faith is finding hope and trust and, and faith that God has put them there for a reason and that even the fleas are a part of that plan. Even though these small, mini-school little bugs that are biting them, that are making their lives miserable, are somehow part of a greater plan. And Corey doesn't quite buy it. But she trusts her sister, she believes in her sister, so she tries to have that same attitude. So as the days and the the weeks go on in this tight, packed, jammed uh, bunkhouse with all these women, Corey and Betsy start putting on church services and so they would read from their bible that they had smuggled and and the, the it was amazing this experience that they would read uh in one language in english or in, in in dutch and they it would go out and then it would travel throughout the back of the bunkhouse and and women would translate it into Polish and, and Russian and German and all, all these la- languages that are being spoken uh, throughout this bunkhouse. And it was like this international church service going on. And it became so popular and so packed that they were holding two church church services a night. And how many women were being saved? How many women were being given hope, being given faith, were uh, be given uh, the strength to take on another day in this terrible place because of this Bible that they were able to smuggle in because of this church services? But doing church service was illegal. Obviously, they weren't supposed to be doing church in this concentration camp. But yet, they, they were allowed to continue night after night after night. And how many lives were being saved. And no guards would come in during this time at night. And Corey, Corey and Betsy, they didn't, they didn't know what was going on. It was like they were being saved by God. It was like this force field was around them. God was protecting them. So one day, Betsy was talking to a guard. And uh, she figured out the secret. She figured out the force field and she came and t- and talked to Corey about it. And, uh, she, she, she almost couldn't contain her excitement, that smile. And she was telling Corey that she'd been talking to a guard and, uh, she found out the reason why they were allowed to do their church, ch- church services. And Corey was, you know, curious and said, well, what, what was it? And Betsy goes, it's the fleas, the fleas, uh, are the reason that no guards wants to come into their bunkhouse because there's so many fleas that they would rather stay out of that bunkhouse unless they might get fleas themselves. So that one thing that Betsy said we well we still got to give thanks for these fleas. I don't understand it. I don't see it. I don't see the master plan. And yet I'm going to I'm going to give thanks anyways for these fleas. And she turned out to be exactly right that there was ex- those exact thing, those fleas that was saving so many lives. So it's just another great reminder and great perspective. And I, I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know the fleas in your life. And maybe those fleas are mosquitoes. Maybe those mosquitoes are uh, much more harsh than that. Uh, I don't know what failed plans you have. I don't know how things are falling apart and being put back together again but gosh it's an amazing perspective when we can say well i'm going to give thanks i'm going to be grateful and i know in my life and i don't know if this is true for you but but i can so i can so focus on the one two three things that are going wrong and i forget about the hundreds and thousands of things that are going right that truly if i think about my life and all the blessings and all the the things of everyday i mean even just looking at the season right now that we're in and we're coming into spring in Colorado and it's May and things are blooming and life is coming out of the ground. And it's just, it's just miraculous. I'm always so amazed the the flowers that come back uh, and that they start budding and blooming and it just feels like, wow, it's a, it's a reawakening. Life has been dormant underground, but it wasn't really dormant. It was all doing things, this magic special thing that happens every season was was taking place underground in the winter and I didn't see it until now. And I think that's so true for so many of us that we don't see what's going underground. And sometimes it feels like our dreams are going to its grave, but maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's just being planted. That it's not going to its grave to die, that it's just being planted. That it's just going into the dirt so it can have some room to grow. So that roots can grow out and become strong and give you a foundation and, and, and a strength that you that you wouldn't have without it going into the dirt. And so it's a reminder for me, uh, a good reminder for all of us that when we say or we can feel at times that nothing good can come out of this. And, and for anybody that could ever say that it was the 10 Boom Sisters or anybody that's gone through a terrible experience like that, I mean, they have every right to feel that way. I mean, I can't even imagine how you would feel if you've gone to a, a a terrible place like that. But even the Ten Boom sisters and Betsy and Corey, they were, they would say, you know, we have to give thanks for everything. And that really does change our perspective, that breathes hope, that breathes truth. And if you know the hiding place and if you know the rest of the story, you know, you know that Betsy, uh, the sister with such a strong faith and belief, uh, that she doesn't make it out of the concentration camp. She doesn't make it to see life outside those walls. But her sister, Corey does. And her sister, Corey magically, miraculously, she continues her, Betsy's dream for creating a post-war mansion, a, a, a rehabilitation, a retreat center for the victims of the war. But Betsy's dream was not, was not just victims who are in the concentration camp uh, as prisoners, But Betsy's dream was also to create a rehabilitation center for the victims who were the persecutors, the Nazis who were inflicting the pain. Betsy wanted a place where they could come and be given forgiveness and healing as well. And again, Corey thought that was the craziest idea in the world. She couldn't imagine creating that place or uh, that they would even be given that chance of forgiveness and healing when they were the ones inflicting the pain. And yet, miraculously, that's what Corey does. She continues her sister's dream and creates this house house where victims, uh, both the Nazis who are inflicting the pain, but also the victims who are there as prisoners, could come and find healing in this place. Just just an amazing story. Two amazing women, an amazing family, an amazing uh, point of history. And if you haven't read The Hiding Place, read the book. It's so great. I'm not doing it justice here. But it's, again, a good reminder for all of us that sometimes it can feel like our pain, our problems are this distraction away from our purpose, that the, the pain, uh, there's no point to it. There's there's It's purposeless, but sometimes it is the pain and the problems that we have to work through. Uh, that's not a distraction away from our purpo- purpose. Sometimes it's smack dab in our purpose, that it's the point, that, that it's training us, that it's equipping us, that it's growing something in us. Uh, if we will allow it to take place. And we don't know how, uh, we can't see all the details. We can't see how each chapter of our story unfolds. We can't read the end of the story from where we sit right now. But that there is this level of trust and belief and faith that there is something good happening, that there is something being built, that there is healing taking place even amidst all the pain. That even amidst a global pandemic, that good things are going to spring forth from this. That good things are going in, in the dirt and they're going to grow and they're going to be strong and they're going to bring healing and life to the world. And it's that belief that I really feel like that can carry us forward, that gives us hope, that gives us the strength to carry on. And right now, I want you to think about not just the problems, not just the, the tough stuff that you're going through right now, but think of the things that you can be grateful for, that you can be thankful for. And even start uh, forming the habit and practice of maybe even writing it down, right? having a gratefulness journal and writing down uh, what you can be thankful for, what you can be grateful for. There's so many things. If we will just choose to look and to see, and even some of the hard things that we're going through right now, we can maybe even see that perspective that Betsy did of how can I be grateful and thankful for this, no matter how hard it is right now where I sit. Because sometimes the events in our life that are not necessarily easy are the most necessary. And that's a line from my book, 25 Lies, 20-somethings, Need to Stop Believing. And I'll end this episode with that. That sometimes the events in our life that are not necessarily easy, they are the most necessary. And I think many of us can even look back at those times in our life that were really hard, that were really difficult, that were not necessarily the most easy, but they were the most necessary for us to go through in our future calling and our purpose and our career and what we are going through and what we need to do in the rest of our lives. So take hope, be thankful about everything. Can we do that? And how much will that change our mindset? How much will that change our perspective, getting us out and unstuck from this place that we're in right now and and breathe hope and life into us. Thank you, everybody. This is Pauline Goni with another episode of the All Grown Up Podcast. If you feel right now you're believing that lie, then nothing good can come out of this. Uh, Check out my book, 25 Lies, 20-somethings Need to Stop Believing, uh, because it's full of hope and truth. Hope and truth that I need to be reminded of, and I wrote the book, uh, but I'm constantly in that battle as well. I'm right there with you. So let's be filled with hope and truth today.